This is Lighthouse 112, the podcast from the Superintendent of Schools in North Shore School District 112. We're a pre-K through 8 public school district in Northeast Illinois. This podcast is a source of information about the school district, its leadership, its teachers, its students, and its community. It's another source of updates and an additional source of news regarding the changing narrative of public education. Inspire, innovate, engage. Today we are interviewing Adam Bergman, math teacher at Northwood Middle School and veteran teacher in North Shore School District 112. In this episode of Lighthouse 112, we're gonna learn more about Mr. Bergman's background story, highlights in his educational teaching career, aspirations, proud moments, and his thoughts regarding anything he wishes to share. Adam, thanks again for joining today. Thanks for all of your great work on behalf of the students in our district each and every day It's fantastic to have you on Lighthouse 112 to share the voice of a teacher, especially during this strange COVID-19 remote teaching scenario. It is a pleasure to be here. I'm very excited. This is my first podcast ever. Wow. Well, I bet you it will not be your last podcast. I think you'll find and our listeners will find that you're a natural for social media. And clearly, as your wife has been suggesting, you've got a face for radio. (laughs) <laughs> I need my snare drums. I'm just kidding. Thanks for joining us, Adam. Why don't you start by taking us through your uh, personal professional history. Talk to us about how your career began in education. Uh, well, it was the early 90s and I was working for a computer software training company and I was loving my job. Incidentally, I had met somebody who had asked me to teach Sunday school at her school. So I was also getting a little education on Sundays and I was really enjoying that as well. And when I ran into a friend of mine from college who was about to start her teaching job the next day, I it started getting the ball rolling. And I started thinking, hey, maybe I need to be a full-time teacher, not just on Sundays. And once that ball started uh, rolling, I started looking into programs. And I enrolled at Northwestern and got the MS in education. And the career began with a little student teaching at Niles West High School and then at Stevenson High School. I, my first summer uh, after I got certified, I taught at the school I went to, Niles North. I taught geometry next to my high school geometry teacher, Mr. Poznanski. Wow. Then I ended up getting a job at St. Patrick High School in the city. So my first year of teaching, full full year full-time, was in the city, Belmont and Austin, St. Patrick High School. And I was loving that too. And then I got word that there was a school in Highland Park called Elm Place Middle School that was looking for a math teacher. I was told that they were one of the top five schools in the country. So even though I was a high school teacher, I thought, okay, I'm certified 6 to 12. I'll go check out what this middle school has to offer. And they had to offer much. It didn't take long once that offer was accepted or offered to me for me to accept. And thus began my career in early, uh, actually mid-1993 at Elm Place Middle School. Wow. Now, if I remember correctly, you um, have taught pretty much every grade between four and 12. Isn't that, isn't that uh, pretty accurate? 
you have got an impeccable memory. That is true because I taught all the years at St. Pat's and at um, Niles North. But then in my early Elm Place years, we were a fourth through eighth grade building. And I taught the fourth and fifth grade enrichment math classes for a couple of years. Those particular students were lucky enough to have me for two and in some cases three years during their Elm Place experience. I will say no joke. I know they were lucky because when I finally um, found Elm Place in 1997, in room 107 or 106 next to you in room 107 I realized how lucky they were because I think you and I were probably two of the loudest teachers on that hallway <laughs> I feel terribly for the other teachers that had to hear us but I got to learn a lot about math from hearing you through the wall and I'm hoping you learned a little bit about history from hearing me through the wall I know tons about history now it's my number two it's my number two I love it so I love the fact that you started out in high school. You actually started out in Sunday school. You started out in the private sector. You were called to teach. Thankfully for District 112, you were called to teach. And um, talk to us a little bit about what, what, what is inside of you in terms of mathematics. Math really seems to be a passion with you, not just inside the classroom, but kind of as your whole being. So will you tell us a little bit more about your inner math geek? Yeah. <laughs> My inner math geek was always with me, high school, probably even middle school. I've got tons of the middle school memories of math class in college and whatnot. Much to my mother's chagrin, she always said, honey, you should do something with the math. And one day I, when I called her up to tell her I was going to become a math teacher, I said, well, the good news is I'm doing something with the math. <laughs> um, I've always found it to be interesting. I've always found it to be exciting. As a student, what I liked about it was I felt like I, it was a, one of the few classes I was in full control. I could take those problems that the teachers were giving me and I didn't have to quit until I was done and until I knew I was correct by plugging those numbers back in to see if it worked out. And I believe that really helped me a lot of the way as well to understand it and to learn the material. Now, Adam, I know um, how effective and impactful you are from being your friend, being your colleague, working with you. I know that your background in technology has also stayed with you for your career. And while this may be your first of what I'm going to anticipate to be many podcast experiences, can you tell us a little bit about Brainy Miscellany via Facebook and Bergman Math via Instagram? These are your social media and technology creations where your reach as a math teacher and your reach as an educator go far beyond the walls of District 112. Well, you know, the Brainy Miscellany started years ago, probably between five and 10 years ago, as a place for me to park my colorful math problems. I needed somewhere to park them, not just a hard drive, because who knows what was going to happen. It was before the cloud. And Facebook was allowing you to make these pages for free. So I started parking them and I, the page was originally called, I've got 99 problems, but math ain't one. Take off of a popular song at the time. And my wife and I thought, you know, eventually people would start coming to the page and we wanted to have followers. So we needed to change the name to something more recognizable. And we came up, Olga says that she came up with Brainy Miscellany, I believe her. And um, it rhymed and it hadn't been used and we loved it. And we changed the name to Brainy Miscellany and just started parking the math problems. 
And because we started getting so many visitors interacting with us, I thought, how cool is this? I'm not just teaching my own students. I'm teaching students around the States, around the entire world. I had other teachers coming in and asking if they could use our material. So then we started creating material just for Brainy Miscellany. And we also share other people's material. So it became a lot bigger than we thought with hundreds of followers in the beginning. Now we're at around 15 or 16,000 followers. And I, I love being able to share the math with people around the world and bounce ideas off of other teachers and students and even parents around the world. Um, the Bergman Math Instagram page came as um, a graduation in Elm Place a few years ago. I was helping out in the back and Instagram was becoming popular and some of the students came to me and said, Mr. Bergman, why don't you have an Instagram page? And I said, um, an Instagram grandmother page? I would have to you know, contact my grandmother to see if that was okay. And of course they didn't laugh. They explained to me what it was and they helped me start it. And then at a PD at the Illinois Computers and Education Conference, I took a whole PD on Instagram for the math class and I was able to build that as well. So that's a lot of fun too, because I can share my work with, again, my students, their parents. I've got lots of students and parents that follow me, but I've got lots of other teachers that follow me and that I follow, and we share tons of material with each other. It has opened the floodgates of great, fun, interactive math material. I think it's incredible. I think it's impressive. I think it's impactful and I'm so grateful to you for doing it. I will put links to Brainy Miscellany and Bergman Math into the, um, the show notes or the, you know, the, the episode information. So anybody who's listening can have an opportunity to, um, to get in touch and find out. Also, if they go to the Northwood um, web pages, they can find Adam Bergman and the staff pages. And I know there's links to your websites there. Um, Adam, talk to us a little bit about the proud moments that you have had and continue to have as a teacher. They are continual, um, really, like just on the daily basis with, uh, with the, the students. From the um, hanging out in the hallways between classes and just chatting students up as they go by um, are the great experiences and moments that I remember as well as in the classroom especially when you're um, doing an activity or a task that is a struggle at first and you hear a Mr. Bergman I don't get it and you're you're like yes you don't get it yet soon you will be patient uh, my caterpillar we will go through this and you know what by the end of the day we we hear a lot of those aha moments and those make you feel good I think um, so the, the relationships with the kids truly are. My first year at Northwood was last year, and I met so many kids in the hallway that when school started this year and I had a bunch of new students, I recognized pretty much all of them, and I knew more than half of them. I think it's wonderful. There's nothing more important than the relationships between teachers and students. A little bit later on in this episode, we'll talk about that impact during the um, – remote uh, learning and teaching. But before we do, I simply want to, um, I, I want to remind everybody and remind you that it's incredible to have you, a veteran teacher from District 112, not only here on the podcast Lighthouse 112, but also in District 112. We have such a diverse group of people at the helm of our schools and our classrooms. Um, Adam, I want to continue our conversations 
and talk a little bit about, you know, March 13th was a, turned out to be quite a pivotal, pivotal moment in our lives and in our career. It marked the first day we were closed and um, the uh, day after the last day we were open this school year. Now you and I have been at this for nearly 30 years, which sounds crazy because you get younger, I get older. But in all of these years and in our lives as students, we've never, um, and really hardly ever used the word never, but we've never had to transfer, transition, and stop everything we knew and start something that we didn't know on a dime as you and your teachers in our district have done. I've said it on a number of um, interviews I've had during this uh, pandemic closure that you and your colleagues have been heroic and the efforts that you've put forth have been Herculean. And I say that for you, our staff members, our parents, and our administrators. So, Adam, let's spend um, a few minutes talking about your thoughts and your reflections as a master teacher on what's been going on during remote learning, remote schooling, remote education. It has been very interesting. Um, I remember it might have been as early as late January that my father was sending me these emails and stories about remote learning taking places in other places, uh, other countries, other uh, that had been ahead of us with the, the virus saying, hey, you should send these uh, stories to your boss and the superintendent. And I was like, I'm sure they're on it. And at the time I was a little skeptical of, of whether that would happen or not because it was so early. But as, I, as we started getting closer and he kept reminding me, I really did start thinking about it. So I was thinking, if this were to happen, what could some of the approaches be? So I had to think about it. When it did happen, I remember very well, it was a Thursday night, I was giving the dog the final walk when I heard the word, and I knew that it would be coming soon. And so in those early days, I started planning, what will some of my approaches be? I had done lots of that kind of stuff in the past already for kids who were absent, or if I was absent for the day. So I was no stranger to remote learning, but I knew that we were gonna need to change things up. The Zoom lessons were a brand new thing to me that I hadn't really thought about. And we hear so many different pros and cons about these Zoom lessons, but I will tell you, they are what I look forward to. I enjoy the interactions. Okay, great. Um, I really enjoy the interactions with my students on the Zoom. We have a great time. We crack each other up, although oftentimes I crack myself up because I might not be able to see all my students because once I start my lesson, I notice a lot of them turn their cameras off and I'm working on ways to gently get them to come back in without making them feel forced. And, and I'm trying different things that are working. Um, whether having like little game format. Um, I had, I probably already had 10 to 12 special guests um, that I've had start my podcast and introduce the warm up with my students. And I'm hearing from the parents and the students are loving that when I do it. Um, one of the guys I had is a very famous superintendent from one of the best districts in the country. You might've heard of district 112. Oh yes, I do recall. <laughs> and I had your, I had Dr. Lubefeld join me. And um, that was a big hit. And some other special guests I had was 
Mr. Gonzalez, the, our principal. Mrs. Rach joined us, our associate principal. I had Mr. Whitehead from Edgewood. I also had an uh, ex-football player, Brent Novoselsky, who played for the Bears, the Packers, and the Vikings, and is now a finance guy out here in the Burbs. Um, many of his clients are Bears players. And we had uh, a rock and roller the other day from Hawaii, my high school friend, Beth Liebling, who is in a new band, uh, talked to the kids. And I got to tell you, uh, it, it was great to grab their attention, the, their percentages of attendance shot up. And I want to make them feel comfortable and welcome and not just rolling their eyes and, oh, my gosh, this new thing. I want to take advantage of all the different things I can and learn for the future should we ever have to do this again. Well, it was a pleasure and a treat to be in your class and to watch your masterful art and science of teaching and to see your great students. And I really give you a huge shout out and great praise for all the extra efforts and hard work you and your colleagues are doing. Are there any takeaways uh, from a, a larger sort of macro education or macro schooling perspective that you think we as a society might be taking away from, from this total transition to distance or remote learning right now? What I've learned is flexibility is key. It's always been key, but here it is particularly key. We do not know what is going on in the lives of these students, their families, their parents, and we need to be there for them. We need to make it clear that we're there for them um, and try to deliver this material in the, the best way possible, but also keep the, their social emotional needs in mind. So I've been very flexible. Um, I've been trying to want them to feel so forced that they have to jump into these lessons. So I, I try to make them somewhat interesting. And, I, and to me, math can be very interesting. So I try to do almost like a, a Dan Meyer from Desmos, so his three act task. And act number one is to draw them in. And I figure I got to figure out a way to draw them in. Maybe it's a colorful warm up that I uh, piggyback to my own Instagram page or I create a new one for them. I uh, try to do a lot with like, pictures and videos and things that they could see and jump into. I offer them the opportunity to email me literally at any time, 24 seven. And I joke around with them that questions are good and screenshots are better. Cause when they send me a screenshot of the problem they're struggling with, I can immediately jump in with hints. And um, another thing that I've learned is certain times I feel like students without having me there to answer their questions immediately might be a little bit quicker to give up on a problem so one new thing that i tried this week that i'm loving and i'm doing working on another one as we speak for tomorrow's lesson is i give them some warm-up problems to try out on to the best of their ability no worries about whether they get them right or wrong because on the next set of instructions they will click and there will be a video of me working through those same problems that they worked through very much like some of our classes sometimes are when we're introducing new material. I, I have to say, Adam, you're an inspiration. You're a great person. You're a master teacher. I know people are going to take away a lot of ideas and inspiration and confidence from hearing this episode of Lighthouse 112. I know people can get in touch with you from the uh, Northwood webpage, from Twitter, from Instagram, from Facebook. 
I just want to thank you for spending your time with me here at Lighthouse 112 to share lessons, background, information from a master teacher. You're one of the best. I'm proud to work with you, proud to call you a friend, and I thank you again for joining Lighthouse 112. Thank you so much for having me. It has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for listening to Lighthouse 112, the podcast from the Superintendent of Schools in the North Shore School District 112. We're a PK-8 public school district in Northeast Illinois. This podcast is a source of information about the school district, its leadership, its teachers and students, and its community. It's another source of updates and an additional source of news regarding the changing narrative of public education. Inspire, innovate, engage. This podcast can be listened to and heard on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Stitcher, and other sources are being added all the time. Please check back and subscribe to us to stay current with what's going on in North Shore School District 112. Please also visit our website at www.nssd112.org. Thank you so much for listening and for your interest.